Folks, it's Thursday. It's 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm Fred McMurray, and this is the Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. Ray Pillar is my guest, or sorry, my co-host. Sorry, Ray, I made you a guest there. And where are you today, Ray? Well, yeah, after the news you gave me. What's come on? Tell all our listeners, listeners, the news you gave me while you're no, at your no, home. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to keep that under wraps for a while. I want to make sure everything goes through, and that's not something. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, I mentioned it. <laughs> Big news there, and somewhere in Cincinnati, I think is our special woman's planning co-host, Holly A. Ford. How are we doing today, Holly? Oh, hey, we're doing good. We had sun today, but now that the show started, it's now gloomy again, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ray, what's the weather like with you? Well, we had sunlight, sunlight for a minute. Now it's gone, but right now it's Aha, see, six, you, 67 degrees. Ooh, I mean, it's like picnic time. It's hot. It's hot. I mean, it's hot like you take your shirt off and put your shorts on type weather. Please, I don't need that image. I don't need that image, dude. I, I really don't. So I'll tell you, it's blue skies. It's mid-70s. And I'm pretty sure while we were waiting to get on the show, I saw whale spouts. So, yeah, I love whale season. So Ray, who's oh big some big news, big news. Um we are now on Podcoin. Um it's an app that if you you can listen to Pillars of Franchising and you can make money while doing it. How's that for um a rocking thing? People can listen to wow. it and make money. Ooh. And so when you, you sign you up some- you gotta explain that one. How did you do that? Well, it, it's they they give you X number of coins for while you uh, for every ten minutes you listen, um, and you can redeem the coins for uh, well charity donations or uh, Amazon cards or PayPal cards or uh, my favorite Starbucks. Ooh. So if you're gonna um, you want to join then you can use the uh, code of PILLARS. How's that for a uh, snappy code? <laughs> Keep it in Unique. the family. <laughs> That's what I thought. So I'll, we'll be putting that up on the website um, real, real soon. And go. Li- we're going to be a featured show on PodCoin. Pretty cool, my friend. Yeah. So That is cool, I think so. So, and with that voice, Ray, why don't you interview introduce our first guest? Ah, Jim, Jim Hindert. How you doing, Jim? Jim is a fellow a fellow uh, franchise owner uh, with Molly Maid, and uh, Jim and I go way back. We've known each other for a long time, although I haven't talked to him. I only talked to him at, at conventions. So. <laughs> <laughs> So how you doing, Jim? And you're always in your motorhome. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, well, no, I won't say it. I won't say, where are you at, Jim? <laughs> where are you at? What's the weather like there? It is uh, sunny, 60 degrees in Colorado here, and a beautiful day. Things are getting green. Are you so in Denver ready. or somewhere else? I'm sorry. Are you in Denver or somewhere else in Colorado? I'm in uh, Fort Collins. Uh, it's uh, 50 miles north of Denver. There's a couple of microbreweries out there, aren't there? It's the Napa Valley <laughs> of uh, microbreweries. I remembered <laughs> something about it. There's a couple of microbreweries everywhere nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, well, we do have a good memory. We have lots of good beer here and food. Been there. So, Ray, your first – I've asked the first question. Your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, considering the title of our show today, and I think uh, uh, Jim is in, involved with uh, uh, giving back to the community. So, Jim, uh, tell us, how do you give back to the community? Well, um, we we're involved with a uh, a uh, safe house here called uh, Crossroads Safe House. Uh, they they give assistance to um, victims of domestic violence, help them get get their lives back together, get back on their feet. So they're feeling, feeling good about themselves again. So we uh, you know, we do a drive every year, uh, get them lots of usable products that they need or customers do donations there. Also, they'll give cash donations as well. Um, we also have a big benefit every year where uh, people are invited in. They they buy food plates. They'll have guest speakers, and it's really a powerful benefit to raise awareness for domestic violence. It's a really important thing right there. It's amazing how many people don't know that there is help out there. And uh, I know I talk to people every day. Uh, about uh, the Miss Molly Foundation and our our, our our local safe house, which is Mutual Ground, um, and just letting people know that you have a place to turn to. You're not alone out there, and right. it's amazing the, the look on their faces when they find out that there is something available to them. Yeah, so it's really, how long are they usually really there? Go ahead, Holly. How, yeah, yeah. How long are how long are they usually there? Is is it a short term, long term? You know, what what sort of um what sort of support are you giving you these people? Well, it it's um there's really no set time for it, but they do try to get um, um, to get the victims back on their feet as quickly as possible. Um, 
You know, some mm-hmm. would take take much longer than others. You know, some things are more complicated, and it's really a um, it's really very complicated. Um, yeah. So, but you you at times can be supporting these people for a a, a good amount of time to to get them into the uh, condition that they can um, go back to or recreate of their lives, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, personally, we're not that part of it's um, something very private and. We're not allowed to get involved in that. Um, it's, um, they keep it real secretive. Uh, you know, it's a locked environment, three doors to get in. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's just designed that way to be very safe for the victims. I know uh, one, of, one of the things our, our uh, local safe house does is provide uh, extensive counseling uh, to the couple uh, because the the actual uh, ultimate best result is to have everybody stick together. So they, they try to provide enough uh, substantial counseling so, so that there are ways that the family can be coherent and stay together. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way, I'm sure, uh, but that, I think that's something that's very important. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it is. I'll jump in here right now and tell the people that um, are actually listening on the web, you can go in and chat with us and we'll get your questions answered because they've been building up there. And you can also <laughs> dial in to 323-580-5755 and uh, listen and ask questions. Um, so then my question becomes is, uh, was uh, raised uh, spoken about before and that, uh, and actually our next guest, Kristen, is that uh, the uh, Miss Molly Foundations and supporting uh, uh, domestic violence awareness. See, I didn't screw it up that time, Ray. Um, was one of the reasons that they was a, a, a large reason why they picked Molly made as their franchise. Is that true with you also? Jim? Who's the question to Is that to me? I'm sorry. That's to you. No, that's to you, Jim. Um, yeah, that was, Part of why I, I uh, chose the Molly made franchise model, I, I just like the idea of uh, giving back to the community. Um, this is uh, something that's, that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I've had a family, uh, family relative that was, um, she was a victim and she was severely beaten for years and years and years before she finally uh, took it upon herself to, to get help and and it was a uh, safe help much like the one that we support here so that was 
that was very important to me. Uh, you know, plus some other things we do in the community with, uh, you know, the kids' the sports programs and uh, things like that, just to try to give back to the community as much as we can. And you are you are raising money as well for these for these individuals and for the safe house. Um, are you just creating awareness? What are, what are you doing to to help financially support? Um, obviously, the you know the psychological help these these um, women and sometimes men need, and also the uh, you know obviously the means to care for their families and to get them you know relaunched into into you know the the modern world. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, we uh, we give a percentage of each claim to the shelter every year during the domestic violence month. Um, and uh, we also do some um, drives throughout the year and a big drive during the month of domestic violence. Um, so uh, you know we'll clean the shelter occasionally as well, and just do whatever they'll uh, they'll uh, the shelter will let us do for them. Um, oh, fantastic! Like I said, it's very it's a very secure environment. They don't just let anybody inside the building. Good. Wow, that that's wonderful. And then, um, are you able to kind of um, maintain uh, the donations for this place? Or is that is a, is there plenty of income coming through to support um, this this um, incredible safe house that you have? Uh, yes, there is. Um, you know, we donate throughout the year, like I was ex- explaining to you, and they also do. Uh, uh, benefit at the end of every year where it's very lucrative. They have like a um, for, for like some, uh, uh, products that are local to our city here and, and uh, things like that. Uh, and the um, dinners uh, what we'll we'll do here is we'll buy a table and then invite some other guests along with us to the benefit. And he really raises a lot of money for that. Um, wow, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Do you give uh, your employees and your clients a chance to help out with this? Oh, we sure do. We sure do. During the uh, drive we do at the end of the year, the safe house give us a list of uh, things they 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 just happen to need. You know, towels, sheets, uh, clothing, whatever they're short on. That's what the list will have. And our our uh, our customers last year gave um, a little over $2,000 worth of uh, past donations, 
and we had a uh, truckload of uh, durable goods as well. And our employees, uh, they encourage this by uh, uh, they'll leave a um, a um, uh, letter with a list of everything behind at each customer's homes, and they. It's been very well received, and every year it just keeps getting a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. This year I needed a bigger truck. So. It's amazing, and that's, uh, you know, collecting these items from uh, your clients, as an example, is, is another way of spreading the word that there is help available. Because, uh, uh, like we do, we leave a letter requesting that uh, – our clients can uh, give uh, donations of toiletries or or uh, monetary donations. So uh, that spreads mm-hmm. the word and lets people know that there is help available out there for uh, domestic violence uh, victims. Yeah, it's really huge. Uh, um, something a lot of people don't don't realize is that. This comes out of uh, comes out of uh, different walks of life throughout throughout the communities, and you know, throughout the course of a year, there's there's upwards around a ten million um, ten million um, domestic violence acts. Throughout the year, just in the U.S. alone, that's wow. That equates to twenty people per member are affected by domestic violence. It's really huge, and uh, you know, it's all walks of life, like I said. So at this point. Uh, I think it's time to pay some bills, as Ray would say. So I want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting uh, our show. Uh, They are actually getting ready to relaunch their web platform, um, and they are accepting applications for new community voices. So you want to get your voice out, you feel like you can't get your message out, uh, go fill the form out on the site. They should be launching the new site sometime next week. Uh, and they will be taking applications for a new radio show. So uh, hit the linklocalnetwork.com website. I uh, want to remind our listeners that they can go to www.pillarsoffranchising.com to use the chat function to chat, or they can call in at 323-580-5755 and ask questions. And now a word from our sponsors. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business retail space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business but all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers 
connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. And Ray, we're back to you. All right. Jim, I was just wondering, um, I, I know uh, in, in, in my business, we've helped uh, a few employees who've had some problems uh, by pointing them towards uh, the local shelter. Have you had any experiences like that? Yes, absolutely yeah. we have. And, um, you know, there's throughout the uh, 13 years, there's probably been probably a handful that uh, pretty bad situations and um, sometimes actually we've tried to help and they just they don't want to help they're afraid um, you know the victim sad but true they they have to make the decision themselves to to help them and a lot of times they're just afraid to do so. It's really sad. Um, we've also had some customers in that same situation as well that have come to us and said, you know, tell me about Crossroads. And we'll give them the number. And the first step is getting the courage up to make the call to, to go out and ask for help. Yeah, can I follow up with you on that one? Um, I have had, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but the experience to um, have assisted um, more than once um, girlfriends that have had you know, situations similar to this. Um, and, you know, what I found was it, it isn't, even that they didn't have the courage to come forward, it was that they still um, they loved this this man. They still felt that this man um, was worthy of forgiveness, and you know continued in the past. They felt that if they had left the relationship, that they were giving up hope. They they still felt that they could change him. They also, of course, the psychological damage of thinking that they were the ones that had caused the abuse in the first place and, of course, the disempowerment that, you know, um, that were there, you know, for the purpose of, of his existence not and didn't have their own identity. I mean, that's, that is a lot, lot, lot to overcome. So I honestly think any woman that, that had the courage to come in um, with the circumstances that I'm, you know, referring to, um, that's, that's amazing in itself. Yes, it takes a lot of courage. That's for sure. It certainly does. Can you can you show us how that this organization? I mean, I I think a lot of I know most people probably know this, but for the viewers that don't know, um, how Molly Made um, as the company is is supporting the awareness of this. Or Ray, you could take this. Um, I, I know in my case it was uh, one of the main reasons we decided on the franchise uh, because we knew that we had to give back to the community one way or another. And I, I had personally, I had some uh, 
experience as a member of the JCs in another town uh, where their projects were uh, with the local safe house. So I felt uh, a sort of an affinity towards uh, that because it is one of the things that people don't want to talk about. They simply rather not even right. listen to you that, that this, this problem exists in our society. And it's a type of problem that uh, people uh, are ashamed of, and uh, and especially if you're a male, uh, and this is happening to you, you are deeply ashamed of, of something like that. So it does happen, and that's why when we talk about domestic violence, I talk about it being an awareness problem, because we... You need to make people aware that there's help out there. There's counseling out there. And uh, it, it, it can change if both parties are, are willing to do so. So uh, in, in, in your case, Jim, uh, is that one, like possibly one of the reasons that you decided to go with uh, uh, Molly Maid or, or is there something else? No, it, it 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 was a huge factor. Um, just like I said, uh, you know, I had a, uh, a relative that uh, she was in a a horrible situation, and this was back when I was a kid. So this was fifty years ago. Um, back then, it was much different than it is now there was no no uh shelters to to speak of it was it was, people were ashamed of it and they just tried to push it under the rug you know it it uh if you don't talk about it it's not happening was kind of the mentality back then and um that was a big factor for me. It really was. I I just wanted to be involved in that and try to do 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 whatever I could to help out and uh, and help raise a, uh, the awareness on on this issue. It's uh, it was huge for me. Okay, so I'll jump in here and. We've talked a lot about domestic violence and raising awareness of it, um, but we've never really defined what domestic violence is. Is that just uh, somebody yelling at somebody or calling them names? Does it include, you know, taking a Is it only when it gets physical? What is domestic violence for those of us who have been living in a cave? Well, it's it can be a lot of things. I mean, it can be anything from fear to to intimidate, intimidation, uh, guilt, shame, name calling, uh, breaking things, locking people out of their homes. Uh, uh, there's just a list of things, you know, sexist comments, rape, uh, physical violence. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, so there, there's really 
it's uh, the term domestic violence is really a broad term for 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 what it could be. Uh, it's it's um, I'm kind of stumbling here a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but, I, you know, I remember my Lisa, who's my deceased wife. You know, we got into some real. Um, I always said that was my advanced hand-to-hand combat training um, because we got into some hellacious uh, fights. Um, never anything physical, um, but so at that point, since both of us were participating. Were we both guilty of domestic violence, or was it just a normal um, husband and wife disagreement? Well, I can't really answer that. But okay, I, fair I enough. Do know that, you know, it, it, I'd have to say my definition of, of it would be would be prolonged. Um, uh, prolonged incur- uh, occurrences of it, you know, if you fought constantly, constantly, that escalates into a physical confrontation. I, I mean, yeah, that could be, but, uh, you know, everybody has their disagreements and their arguments. Um, so she left bruises on me, then it was domestic violence. Well, yes, I, I would say it would be. Yes. I knew it. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Sorry. Do not feed him. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And and other people told her that, but she didn't want to believe me. That's okay. Never mind. Um, okay. So, so we know. We know. We know. This also happens in the workplace. Um, and we know we 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 hear we hear stories about um, situations in the workplace. Um, you know, what what happens in situations like that? I mean, obviously they can get away because they go home, but they're dealing with this every day. Do you, do you ever encounter um, individuals that um, that come to you with, with, with that as their angle, if you will? Not particularly. I mean, you know, just like a couple at home or something, you know, some people just tend to clash. Uh, you know, if it comes down to something where, you know, uh, somebody feels physically threatened or something like that, then we must, you know, it, it's my job to, to uh, create a safe work environment where people do feel safe at, during employment. And, and um, so I guess the answer is yes, it could happen at work if it was allowed to, uh, to uh, get to that point. Um, sure. Hopefully it never was. Wouldn't that then be commercial Violence? Never mind. Gosh, I don't know. Call it what you want. It's something you don't want around the workplace, that's for darn sure. 
Unless, of course, you're a boxing gym, but that's neither here nor there. Sorry. Don't mean to make clay. Uh, How long have you been involved in this? For 13 years. Oh, wow. Ooh, unlucky number. You, that's my lucky number. Thank you. Um, so you have definitely, <laughs> definitely seen a lot and helped a lot of um, women. How many women would you say that that you have supported and, and helped through your through your safe house? Well, um, the shelter that we we represent um, uh, back when they first started this, it's a nonprofit that was started. Um, they bought a building that was a uh, used to be a grade school. They converted it into a shelter, and uh, the rooms it it has around two hundred rooms that are full daily and awaiting lists to get in wow. here. I, and I'm, I'm not sure what, what do you the, do with the waiting what the list? What, what do those women do? They are in like uh, they'll go to like the city has some some um, residents that uh, that that will bring them to their 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 houses, which is not the most the most secure situation, but they're they're not in the situation they're in. So there's there's help why they're they're uh, trying to get into the shelter. Mm, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I will. We will uh, take another commercial break, remind people they can call in at 323-580-5755. And on a programming note, next week we'll have Nico Frankos, uh, CEO of Rascal House Franchising, on how they are franchising a Cleveland favorite. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business or just too young to retire come to the great american franchise expo and explore your options meet face to face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands a wide range of price points and ownership models are available attend our free seminars on accounting real estate and marketing franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing the first 100 attendees will receive free vr goggles For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And on a quick note there, uh, the next uh, Great American Franchise Expo will be in Charlotte, uh, April 13th and 14th, Charlotte Convention Center. So, let's bring in a woman's voice and bring our next guest in Kristen who's a returning Hi. guest. Hi Kristen. Where Hi, are you? How are you? I am down well, in lovely Cancun, Mexico. Ooh, we're international today, Ray. What's the weather like? Yeah. 
It's about 84. Let me it's 80 degrees. It is. It is. That I have it my toes is. in the sand of my, the toes in my, uh, I'm sorry, my toes in the sand of my butt in a hammock. I was going to ask, where did you have your butt in a hammock? So, okay. I did. You, you appear to have the best of all of us. Although I got whales, do you got whales? No whales. We're gonna do dolphins okay. tomorrow, though. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's good enough. Yeah. Take it yeah. away, Ray. Well, uh, while we were talking to Jim, I was just thinking, uh, and uh, maybe Kristen, you can uh, pipe in on this. Uh, I, although I'm not an expert, I would say probably the most insidious type of uh, violence is uh, the emotional one because sometimes people don't even realize that they're being abused by their uh, partner or spouse uh, because it happens over a long uh, time frame. And uh, I don't know, do you think, uh, I'm going to ask Kristen, do you think that would probably be, I mean, that that is the one that's not obvious and until people begin to realize that, you know, this person's been putting me down for years and I feel like crap. You know, do you think that would be the probably one of the worst ones out there, Kristen? I'm so sorry, Mike. Please hit the mute button. I absolutely do. I think that it um, negatively affects a person's self-esteem, and uh, a lot of times drives them into a depressed state which, of course, then could lead to all kinds of different things. And one of the other things we miss when we talk about it, and people don't really think about it, but I learned about this uh, particular type when I was at one of the shelters, and that's financial abuse. Um, I met a family. um, She had five children, and aside from emotional, um, her husband had kind of financially abused her. And in, in that, it was, you know, massive controls of money where, you know, she didn't get to go do any shopping on her own. She didn't have anything or any control over any money whatsoever. And so from that perspective, when she finally got out of that horrible situation, um, the shelter had to teach her how to deal with money because she really had no idea. She didn't know how to balance a checkbook. She didn't know how to use an ATM card. She didn't know what a debit card was. Um, so it, it does come in many shapes and sizes and types. It does. I, I just happened to look up the different forms uh, uh, domestic violence takes. Uh, I'll just read these off real quick. You got control, physical, sexual, emotional, and, and intimidation, isolation, verbal, yep. coercion, threats, blame, uh, and economic, the one you just talked about. Yep. That's and by the way, uh, people don't think about. Uh, our local safe house just created an advisory console and they asked if I would be on it and I accepted. So, uh, it's a, it's a good idea to talk about these things. I, I, maybe I can get some ideas I can bring to the local shelter. That's a great idea, Ray. Great opportunity for you as well. Yeah. Now, Kristen, we've talked about, uh, the Miss Molly foundation. For some reason, I seem to remember you being on the board of it. I am, yes. I am a board member. So how does one get to be a board board member? Well, ironically, thank you. Ironically, um, it's not that it's 
difficult thing to do, but it is a lot of time, and it is a commitment. Um, and, you know, truth be told, the last few months I probably haven't been the best board member we have because I've had a lot of other things going on. But it's, um, you know, there's a lot of work that has to be done between, behind the scenes, and there's a lot of coercing and convincing and avenues and such that we plan on to kind of give to all the franchisees at convention time. And this year we're doing these regional meetings. So a lot of the meetings that we do is talking about, you know, with what limited money we have for, I'm going to call it promotional items, so to speak, within the foundation. Um, You know, what are we going to do to get the entire franchise system excited about Ms. Molly? What are we going to do to make sure that they have all the tools to be successful? So every year when, you know, Jim talks about and Ray talks about sending out those letters, um, the, the home office, the committee, actually is the one that helps come up with the draft of that letter. Um, we help design the bracelets. Right now we're working with Pure Vita to come out with some um, bracelets, and a portion of those bracelet costs will obviously go to the Molly Foundation. Uh, we work on designing the T-shirts every year. The franchisees order purple T-shirts, which is the color for domestic violence in October. Um, my girls happen to wear those T-shirts every Friday throughout the year. Um, they really like them. They like the message it sends, and they like when customers ask them what that's all about because we're normally adorned in pink and blue, so it's a little different for them to see them in purple. If you had, Kristen, if you had your wish and you're, you know, thinking about this, this foundation that you're so actively a part of, what would it be? Um, what, what, maybe even give me three wishes like a genie. What, what would you want, one for the women, one for the foundation, and, and maybe you personally and your involvement in this foundation? Well, the first thing I would say is um, I would like there to be an awareness that, is not shamed. You know, I don't think anybody, I've had personal experience myself, my grandmother has, my mother has, so it's kind of a generational uh, family with experience in this particular subject. And I think the one thing that I can safely say is that it's not easy for someone who's been in the situation to talk about it without feeling embarrassed, out of place, weak. You know, there's a lot of of words you could use. So I'd like to see there be um, not such maybe a, uh, a stigma about it as my daughter just gave me the word I was looking for. <laughs> so um, that would be one. For the foundation, I would like us to, to I'd really like to see the Ms. Molly Foundation um, become as big as the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Um, you know, I don't have the statistics handy. I can't tell you, you know, domestic violence versus cancer, who has the higher rate. I'm sure cancer does, which probably. Uh, and it's, it's also more talked about, clearly. Um, but I would like to see the Miss Molly Foundation really take a, a close second to that. Um, it affects one in four people. Like, why wow. don't we know more about it, you know? Um, wow, and in that's, terms of, that's a huge number. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. As I sit here and look around, all the people laying here in these hammocks, I'm thinking, well, at least five or six of these people either have been victims or know someone that is a victim. And uh, at the moment, we're all just hanging out with not a care in the world. But, you know, go back home and it's all there waiting for us. So, um, And in terms of the shelter, in terms of, you know, the bigger scope, 
Um, you know, Illinois has had a lot of cutbacks, and that has affected our shelter over the years. Um, we work with two different shelters, Family Shelter Service, excuse me, and uh, Stepping Stones, and they both provide totally different services to the women and men um, and the children involved. Um, and, but it, it, they kind of start, you know, you start with Family Shelter. That's the emergency 911. We're escaping in the night. That's where you go. And then as you have kind of stabilized your life, you go into Stepping Stones where they have a number of apartments available and, you know, you've, you've secured a position for a job and things like that. So my wish for them would to see that they don't have funding problems. I don't believe that a charity should be fat on cash. I don't think that's the point of it. But I do think that they need to have just enough money to make sure that the resources are available at all times and that they should never have to turn anyone away. Uh, and Kristen, that that when you talk about that and you talk about, you know, you, it doesn't have to be fat. The fatter it is, obviously, the more awareness you can create, just like just like breast cancer, you know, has done. Um, yeah. So, so let me ask you, who who is your biggest um, donator? Um, who would you say the biggest source of income is? Um, let's give us the top three out of curiosity. Oh my goodness! Uh, the biggest in donations, I couldn't tell you in terms of the foundation. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't know that they've looked at that since I've been on the board. It's certainly a good question. I will find that question out. Um, I can tell you, I think in general, in each and every franchise, if you ask in general where most of the money comes from, it comes from our clients. Um, You know, all of us take a portion of our profit. I should not say all of us, but I think we were at like 90% this past year. Um, Take a portion of whether it be just in the month of October or in my business, we do it all throughout the year. It's called the diamond level. Um, of donating. So that means a portion of every single clean is donated um, back to Ms. Molly. And then once a year, they write out the checks to the um, oh, wow. shelter. So, Kristen, are you so, saying that if, if people use Molly Made as a franchisor, or is it just your specific uh, franchise um, that when they use Molly Made and they, I call Molly Made to clean my house, um, I'm yep. giving um, a portion to domestic violence yes. to help? Probably 90% of all franchises do that. Yeah, about 90%. And you know what? A great question to ask if you're out there in the Molly Maid community, which probably most of our listeners are, don't be afraid to ask and say, hey, what do you know about domestic violence? Are you guys with the Ms. Molly Foundation? And um, every year we get more and more franchisees to join. As I said, we're right at about 90% this last year. Our goal is to get 100%. There are so many different ways that our franchisees can participate. They don't have to donate their own money. You know, they can do a drive to get money from their customers. They can do uh, clothing drives. They can do, uh, like, disposable goods. It's amazing how many shelters simply don't have enough um, feminine products for the women. And so sometimes, you know, we find that we just say we need, you know, feminine goods donated, and we'll get bags of that set on shelters for the girls to bring back and get to the shelters. So there's so many oh, different wow. ways that that's, you can help. That's awesome, Kristen. So so people can really contribute in small ways as well as as larger ways, you know, financially. But, but honestly, how many of us out here get our house cleaned? I mean, you know, that mm-hmm. with, when we're dealing with, you know, franchise owners, women in franchising, you know, discuss that a lot, women in business, you know, we, we do – Sometimes have to invest in that. You know, we don't have the time necessarily to devote to the house cleaning, and, and we we hire a company 
So why not yes. hire Molly Maid because they have just made such an impact um, on, on the United States. And really from a female perspective, you know, this has been going on um, a long time and ever since this whole, you know, there's the Me Too movement and all kinds of different things that have come up with women. But I really like, you know, the bottom line being that we're, we're there for each other. We're there to pick each other up, not knock each other down. And what better way right. when you need help in your house than to work with a company that gives back. And, uh, you know, that is one of the driving reasons why we chose you know, Molly made over some of our leading competitors because they just didn't have a great way to give back to the community. That's, that's uh, Kristen. incredible. Kristen, I want to ask you a question. Uh, talking about giving back to the community, you give back to the community directly sometimes. Uh, I think the last time you and I talked, you said you were doing some uh, pro bono uh, work for uh, people who had cancer. Uh, yeah, we <clears throat> excuse me. We had done that as well. We don't do that on a widespread basis. That was might be maybe one of the other owners that you were talking to, um, but we have done that before. You know, we we really try to help in every way we can. You know, I would love to be able to give back to the veterans too. You know, I mean, I think there's a mm. lot of great causes out there, and when you're a small business, the challenge is to take what small profit margin you have and do good stuff with it. You know, and and it is it is a profit margin item that you have to think about because whatever doesn't go in your, you know, into your pocket goes somewhere else. And I love having somewhere to put it. You know, I grew up in an industry where we did Habitat for Humanity, and uh, so I know more about houses than probably most people who clean them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> which are you saying you build them? Kind of uh, yeah, we did. First, you'll build them, then I, clean them. Yeah, yeah, well, you know that would be great. I don't know any. Um, I don't know that I could get the addresses of these homes to clean. They're mostly in Air, in Ray's area, actually, Ray. We built a lot of them out in Aurora. Um, uh -huh. So, but it, you know, I think for me, uh, it's just I kind of grow up giving back, and uh, it's something that makes you feel good when you do it. It certainly sends the right message to your community. And, you know, my daughter is already working on all of her volunteerism, and she's gone on a couple of the domestic violence awareness um, runs that we have had um, with some other partners in the community. And so, you know, she's grown up learning about it, and that's something that, you know, I want to make sure that as the young women, they understand what's right and what's wrong and what you should tolerate and what you shouldn't. Okay, yeah, I need uh, to come back to what I, you I, wait, really... wait, time out, Ray. I, I need to come back oh, to oh, okay. what you said. I need to come back to what you said. So you build houses and we leave coupons there that they get X amount off their first clean, right? That's, That's a great brilliant. idea. Let me, just, let, let me tell you again, when I was with um, my previous company, we built Habitat houses. So I, at that point, did not have my franchise. However, that would probably be a great partnership. Although, if you know much about the Habitat uh, program, those aren't typically people who have disposable income at least right away. So, you, you know, it's, it's, that would it's, be it's a great, great form. idea. Right. right. They, they are required to pay uh, at least a portion of that mortgage. Yes, they are. Yes, Wrong they are. word. Yeah. Portion or mortgage? <laughs> wrong. It's a wrong M word, Ray. 
Wrong M word, Ray. <laughs> well, I, I do know you give back, Kristen, and you clean the local shelter, don't you? Yes, we did. Um, we actually, unfortunately, with the last uh, set of cuts, the state of Illinois uh, forced um, our two safe houses that we cleaned, they forced them to close. Um, so right now we're waiting until they are uh, securing other facilities. I don't really know what that's going to take for them. Um, but, again, that was one of my wishes is that they had enough money that they didn't need to do those things, you know. Because that, that kind of goes back to, you know, where Jim said, you know, people get turned away because there's just not enough space. So you, you mentioned that you give the uh, dime, uh, Dime-a-thon. Diamond. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, you, yeah, you give with every clean. What else do you do? Uh, uh, and then you also have the uh, uh, the Mr. Biden's Month thing. Is there anything else you do? Well, in terms of awareness, obviously, as I said, the girls will wear their um, shirts all year round on Fridays to help bring awareness and start conversations with the customers. The girls will collect goods from our clients during the month of October. Um, A couple years ago, we did it year round, and it worked out okay. It was just a little chaotic when it comes to um, the pickups and drop-offs and things of that nature. Um, We also will participate. We had... um, a couple of years ago, one of our partners in town did an April Fool's 5K run, and the money there uh, went to benefit one of our shelter's stepping stones. And so that was a really great opportunity we had. Um, the girls are really good about making sure that they talk to people about it. We've had a couple girls that have needed to use the shelter and the resources that they offer. Um, and as their employer, it felt great that they would come to me and say, no, I really need some help. Where can I go? Uh, Holly, I think I have a question. Yeah, yeah, Kristen, I have just um, kind of a global question. Um, you know, I've learned a lot about domestic violence through um, just kind of uh, mentoring. I, I love Tony Robbins, and, you know, he obviously had domestic violence, you know, in his home as a child, mm-hmm. but he experienced that. And, you know, as we know, statistically, those that experience domestic, uh, you know, violence as a child um, grow up to either experience it as a victim or as an aggressor. Um, with Correct. that question, you know, what, what, what's your thoughts, Kristen? And, I, I mean, really, you, you are intimately involved in this. You, you have, obviously, um, a heart to this, and you've helped so many women. Um, what, what in your mind is maybe a key thing that would help globally to actually eradicate domestic violence. You know, I mean, obviously we can say awareness, we can say, you know, safe houses and shelters, but is there a pivotal idea or concept that if we all embrace and and work towards, we can actually eradicate domestic violence? Well, that's a huge question. Um, And and so I'll give you my unofficial official answer. Um, Because I have three children, and um, all three are very different. I have a, my eldest is a daughter and I have two sons. And as I said, in my family, it's kind of been a generational issue. Um, we, in my opinion, need to not be afraid to talk about this issue in the schools. Um, we talk in different ways about violence in the schools. We talk about no bullying. We talk about, um, you know, whether it's uh, what they, they call it today, family living as opposed to, like, sex ed. Um, and so they learn about 
things in different ways, but nowhere in all of that have they learned about that it's it's not okay to hurt someone in a relationship and the different ways in which you could be violating their rights as an individual in a relationship. And for those young people who have grown up, as, as you correctly stated, it tends to go generation after generation, uh, they don't know any better. You know, mm-hmm. and so if somebody doesn't get the word out and, you know, in Incorporate into the anti-bullying. Incorporate it into family living, right? It doesn't really matter as long as it's incorporated somewhere. And we, we have great right. schools. We live in one of the best school districts in Illinois. But it's not a topic. They don't talk about it. And, you know, um, we've had, you know, with one of my boys, extensive conversations about you don't ever hit your sister. You don't ever hit your mother. You don't ever raise a hand to a woman. And then you also have to say, hey, you know, to the sister, don't ever hit your brother. It's not okay, uh, you know, to, to try to violate someone else's rights physically or mentally or emotional is not okay. So I would start okay. with our children. So, so starting it in the schools is, a, is the first step, you think? In my mind, I think it, it, it's, I think it would be easy to implement if you feathered it in with some of the other things we're teaching them. Right. But again, so does, you know, an, does anybody know anybody on the PTA that could help? <laughs> I am a PTA president. Yes, I am. Um, okay, well then that should be he, simple. Let's rock. <laughs> Ooh, whale spout. Never mind. PTA president could solve all the world's troubles <laughs> and fix domestic violence. Yes. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> it could happen. Gotta start. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> Right, we all can make an impact. That's that's fantastic, Kristen, what you're doing. It, it is. But uh, I, I do want to pipe in there. Statistically, uh, from what I've learned about domestic violence, it is carried on from one generation to the next because mm-hmm. uh, the, the son will see what their father is doing, and then he becomes the father, and his son sees what his father is doing, and it, it, it's carried on from one generation to another and it needs to be broken. It needs to stop somewhere. And once it is stopped, it should not be carried on. Yeah, I remember asking my grandmother after my grandfather passed. I said, you know, I know, I know about what happened. I've heard the, the stories. I know what your nickname was. So I said, just, I just have to ask you as a grown woman now, like, why? Why didn't you leave? And she looked at me, and she got kind of teary, and she said, where would I go? What would I do? What other choice did I have? And I remember that's, that's being so sad. They've, they've, they've trapped themselves into that abuse. They, even even now, when we do have places for them to go and things to do, they've created the paradigm or the box from their own experiences for an entire lifetime that there is no, uh, that, that this is the reality. They don't know how to get out. They can't get help. And right. that, to me, I think one of the, the biggest awareness thing is that we have to pay attention to our friends and our coworkers. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and and intervene, you know, obviously in a loving way, um, you know, hey, that's not normal. What you're going through is exactly. not normal. And you, you don't have to, you don't have to be here. Well, where will I go? Who will love me? You know, and that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Who will love me? This person it is. loves me. It is. That's not right. love, baby. That's not love. That's right. So I, I, I have a question for both Kristen and Jim. 
I, I know in in my business, uh, we were about to fire a young lady for multiple uh, no call no shows, and through the grapevine, the you know the, the office grapevine, we heard that it was possible that she was being abused. We rescinded that firing and uh, gave her information uh, about the shelter. Now I was wondering if anybody, uh, Jim or Kristen, have you experienced anything similar to that? Twice. I had it twice. Yeah, I have too a couple of times. Um, And one time uh, this this employee was being abused every night, uh, physically abused. Uh, she she lived in a, a car with this guy, and and uh, we I told her one day she I came in she was physically beat up uh, she was just a wreck, and I I told her I said you you don't have to live this way there this place right here they can help you and she she didn't want to do it just like Kristen said she was like I have nowhere else to go um, I think that's relationships are so complicated right I mean that's what that's what makes people if you don't have confidence in yourself if you're a victim of something like that you, you can't see the forest through the trees right it, it's everything's yep. confusing and hard And I think that was especially true uh, many years ago. Uh, but I think today there are many opportunities uh, domestic violence victims have uh, to get out of the situation. Um, and and, and that's, that's part of our job is to make people aware that there are opportunities out there. Absolutely. All right, so I'll ask the question, and then we'll take a, a, a another commercial break. Um, Jim, how do people in your area get a hold of the Domestic Violence Awareness Center? They'll, they'll usually hear about that, like if uh, a police are called to the home, they'll send over the sheriff's department um, they ha- they ha- have a department for this where they'll tell them that there is help they'll give them the number they'll encourage them to call but the victim has to do the first initiation on it they, they physically they have to call the number um it's so that again is where they feel trapped. Like, what if I do do it? Will this get worse? Uh, things like that. So yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a hard situation for the victim. It really is. Kristen, what about your um, domestic violence? Or how do people get a hold of them? I, I would. Yeah, I wish I could um, cite a number for everyone right now, but because of my location, that's impossible. Um, But I can uh, agree with Jim in that 
you can call almost, believe it or not, any government office that deals with social services, the police department, um, the two shelters you could look up directly. The first one most people would want to look up on the web or on their phones is Family Shelter Service. And their main office is located in Wheaton, Illinois. And, um, again, that's really kind of the triage. That's when things are just starting to happen and maybe you just have the courage to make that initial call. And uh, so that's the one that most people would probably want to reach out to. Again, it's Family Shelter Service, and they're in Wheaton, Illinois. Um, and, again, you can go on the web and find that, or the local police department can certainly help you. Um, everything's 100% confidential, so it takes a lot of courage for somebody to call. The nice thing is once you do, it is confidential. The aggressor will not know that you've gone to visit with them or talk to them on the phone. So um, I think that's really important for women to know, too, because sometimes we have the guts to make the phone call, but you don't necessarily have the guts to maybe follow through right away. Maybe you need to think it over a bit and kind of get the rest of your plan in action. So um, it's good to know that you can have a confidential kind of counseling session with them and mm-hmm. set your plan in place. Okay, so Red. I'm sorry, Cred. Do you refer to them as an aggressor or do you refer to them, you know, as their spouse or husband? Because I, 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 I can see um, a woman saying, you know, balking at that, you know, although they are an aggressor, they're in love with this person, you know, probably 80 or 90% of the time. Yeah, you know, luckily, you know, with my girls in the situations that I've had with them, um, I will simply refer to them as they call them. You know, if they call them their husband, then I would refer to them as the husband, the boyfriend. But there are conversations when we talk about victim and aggressor that I will use the word aggressor. And under those gotcha. no circumstances, w- would I ever not say, listen, you know, this is wrong. You, people don't have the right to do this to you. So the thing with these kinds of conversations is they really should not be um, quick, off-the-cuff kind of discussions. And I can say, you know, a woman to woman, it's much easier to have a lengthy conversation. And I would just encourage any um, of the men out there, if a woman feels comfortable enough with you to come forward and say, listen, I have this problem, you know, we think a lot differently than men. And the only thing I would say to you men is please sit down, look them in the eye, listen, confirm your understanding of the situation, and make sure that they really feel like you're there for them and that you're giving them honest feedback and uh, a great resource to turn to. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Okay, so... Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, Let let me just... I think uh, Fred was going to ask me what is the phone number for Mutual Ground, and I I just thought I'd give it out. So if you're in the Aurora Naperville area in Illinois, then you could uh, call Mutual Ground at 630-897-0084. And, uh, you know, here again, this is, you know, I I have no idea what their schedule is like or what, you know, how they can help you, but just let people know what's going on in your life, and I'm sure they'll be able to help you one way or another. And do they have a website? Mutualground.com. It is mutual. Mutual. It is www.mutualgroundaltogether.org. All right. So we do that, and you could just simply Google it. You could Google it as well. That's what I did just just a minute ago to get the phone number. 
and uh, uh, it's mutualground.org. All right, and on that note, we will pay some more bills, as Ray would say. Remind people that uh, Kristen is in Cancun, uh, on the beach, and here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Okay. We've been having talking about the heavy topic of domestic violence awareness. Um, and so because that means I don't get a lot to talk about because I'm not a serious person, I'm doing this. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Sorry, folks had to lighten the... Lighten the... Uh, a bit. Yeah, that's right. Not only are you a turkey, Fred, you are a frozen turkey. <laughs> People are getting Love tired it, of hearing that. <laughs> this is WKRP in Cincinnati. In case anybody was wondering, that is the Colors of Franchise thing, a.k.a. WKRP. Right? Come on. Do it. Yep, right. Nope. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. From my two special co-hosts, what questions do you have for Kristen and Jim? So, what made you get into franchising? Ooh, he goes for the jugular <laughs> with the big one. The biggie. Jim, That's what made you get into franchising? Story. <laughs> uh, what got me in is I was... Uh, I was a uh, sales rep for a for a large corporation and uh, drove around a lot, worked out of my house, uh, merger after merger after merger. I, I wanted to do something different, and I always wanted to open a business. So I uh, got on the Internet, punched in franchise, Clicked on something, and within minutes, I got a barrage of phone calls, emails, text messages, and um, started to work with one of the uh, franchise advisors that uh, contacted me, and he brought uh, businesses to the table after he, he assessed my my uh, strong points or weak points or whatever, and here I am. Kristen, same question. However, 
if you um, are sorry, thinking about buying a French, okay. If you are from the blenders there. <laughs> that's good. Sorry about if that. If you are thinking, um, so, if you are thinking about, go wait, come out. If you are thinking about buying a franchise, you can fill out the form on pillarsoffranchising.com and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the best-selling book on franchising on Amazon. Kristen, why did you get into franchising? The I'm sorry question. about that. We were standing, we were standing by blenders. I apologize for that. Um, so the reason I got into it, as I mentioned in um, previous uh, podcast, is that I had had my second child and became one of those. Uh, moms that was trying to juggle a profession and children and a house and decided that I needed something that would work better for our lifestyle, something that would allow me time to be more involved with the kids and the school and all those kinds of things. And um, that's why I chose a franchise. And I was good at what I did, but I wasn't necessarily good at opening a new business. There wasn't, I wasn't an expert at everything. And being a franchise really helped set you on a path for success and you have support systems to make sure that you have the skills you need and support you need to be successful. And did, uh, awesome. uh, did marketing help at all, Kristen and Jim? <laughs> There's nothing without did marketing. Did marketing help at all? Nothing without marketing. And somebody finally said the magic M word. <laughs> Fred's so been waiting the whole show for somebody to say the M word, so I figured I'd just get it out there. I feel so much better. <laughs> if you don't have marketing, you don't have a business. I can tell you that. There you go. That's right. Now remember, every wow, time you I say that, that word, I'm going to run the applause. So. Don't quit saying okay, it. I hope that's not. I hope that's not as loud for our listeners as it is in my phone. <laughs> it, is, it, it is. It's pretty loud. You know, we 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 may have some people who are listening at their desks a little prematurely to the end of the day, and I hate for them to scramble across the room to turn it down. No, no, they love it. They're really happy because they want to get out of their desk job and into a franchise. What are you talking about? Oh. If they want yeah, someone, you can contact us and we'll take care of them. So, hey, Jim, I've got one last question for you. Let's take a final outcome. What are you hoping to accomplish in this, the end of this year? What, 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 what are your goals right now? Ooh, the goal question. Goals for, for what exactly? What, what are your outcomes um, in this topic, domestic violence? What do you hope to accomplish this year? Well, we hope to to have another successful drive this year. Each year we bring in more and more for the shelter, and uh, that's the goal, to do better than last year, every year, year after year after year. Great. That's fantastic. How about you, Kristen? What, what's your outcome this year? Well, this year we're actually going to put um, another gal in our office in charge of the drive and start sending out all of our uh, donation lists, or I'll call them requests, so to speak, or needs from the shelters themselves in August so that folks have, you know, some of our folks are monthly customers and they want to donate, but perhaps, you know, they don't find out about it in time. Um, The majority of our customers are every two weeks, and so we want to give them plenty of options and opportunities 
to whether collect donations from home or run out to you know Dollar Tree and load up on uh, paper goods, things like that. And really, you know, I would love to see 75% of my customers participate this year. Um, and I think that by letting them know just how easy it is and how every little bit helps, um, that should not be a difficult goal to achieve. But it has to be certainly an all-hands-on-deck from the entire staff. Love it. Love it. I've heard, I've heard um, just recently I, I've heard of a, a campaign that's happening right now where um, it sounds strange, but they're collecting these little little bags. Um, they, they buy a toiletry makeup bag, and they put, you know, essential needs in it for these women as they're transitioning, um, whether it be, you know, soap, tampons, mascara, but they try to keep it um, very feminine mascara? so that maybe a little makeup, a little beauty, because they have to be, um, dismissed with no money very quickly and, and outplaced into, into these, you know, safe houses. That's awesome. I would think some of our listeners that maybe work for like a Clinique or Estee Lauder or even Avon, different companies that specialize a lot of times around the holidays, they have those little gift bags that they hand out with the makeup samples and all that stuff. It'd be great to get a big partner like that that could help secure those types of Oh yeah, Kristen, fantastic. Ray, you got a okay, question? So I, I do, I do. I want to ask uh, uh, Jim and uh, tell people what area you're in and how they can get a hold of you in case they need uh, your services. And then, of course, Kristen, we want to ask you the same question. Uh, but go ahead, Jim. Uh, tell us what area you service and uh, what is your phone number out there. All right. Well, I, uh, we service all, all of northern Colorado. Um, our phone number to reach us here is uh, 970-282-7707. Why don't you repeat that, Jim, in case they didn't get it? That is 970-282-7707. All right. And Kristen? Now, you can't say Cancun, Kristen. Why don't you drop down? I'm sure, Fred, you're going to put all of that on the blog, right? All their phone numbers for everybody, yeah? Yeah, they should be all on the bios there. All right. Well, well, we may may have lost her. She is in Mexico. All right. So at this point. You didn't lose me. I'm sorry, uh, it was my face. So so we service all of North DuPage and uh our direct line is six three zero keep laughing. Five two nine nine zero four four. Or I like to tell people you can just call one eight hundred Molly Maid if you're looking for me specific and you call one eight hundred Molly Maid, just give them my name and all the offices can find us. As owners our names are published all over the place, so it's not hard. You can also find me by my name on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, or Twitter. We're just all over the place, aren't we? (laughs) Known as the blender lady. (laughs) (laughs) My drink is nicely blended. Is that margaritas going? Uh, Yeah, there's a couple of them going. (laughs) Okay, so I need to get the waste away. Fine. (laughs) So, uh, last thoughts. But first, one more commercial. 
Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And a quick programming note, next week we've got Nico Frangos. Uh, CEO of Rascal House talking about franchising and Cleveland favorite. So my last question of the day. So last week we had a really great show with some phenomenal women in franchising. And um, the, the, the question I ask is that the, the, the little woman that really makes my, my heart go pity pat got me wrapped around her finger is my granddaughter, Addison. And I asked all the uh, wonderful guests last week, what, would you tell my, what's the message you would want to tell to my granddaughter? Uh, what would you, what advice would you want to impart on her? Kristen, I'll take you first. I want to make sure I understand what advice I'm giving her in regards to our subject today, I assume. Yes. Or about blenders. I'm not sure which. How about Jim takes ah. it first? I think she's dropped out again. Okay, so Jim, take it. I'm sorry, it's my face. I have round cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's, true story. That's I yeah, so I'm talking about the ones in my face. Um, so the first thing that she needs to know is don't taste that, Joanna. Don't taste that. I'm sorry, my daughter's trying to taste my drink. Um, <laughs> that she needs to make sure she understands not only everyone else's personal boundaries, but she understands her own and that she's proud of who she is. She feels confident and secure in who she is. And if anyone ever makes her feel uncomfortable and makes her feel taken advantage of, she has to say something and and she should never be ashamed to come forward and talk to a girlfriend, talk to a parent, you know, anybody that, that she trusts and believes in. And whether or not they have the answers, as long as they know where to refer her to. You know, I don't know all the answers, but I certainly, you know, Ray or uh, Fred, you say it all the time. You may not have all the answers, but your network does. It's got to become kind of the same way. So hopefully your granddaughter learns that growing up, and hopefully she learns some uh, great information about domestic violence and how to identify it when she's in school. See, I tell her if somebody picks on you, knock their ass out, but never mind. Um, Jim, what about you? (laughs) Tell them the same thing, pretty much. Just, uh, you know, um, don't be afraid to um, stand up for what's right and um, just be yourself and and be a strong strong person and and. Um, Things should work out well for you. I'm down with that. <laughs> Sounds good. So, I, well, like I said, I always told her, her mother, somebody picks on you, you, you ask them to stop, 
actually, I told her mother, somebody picks on you, you knock, their, knock them on their ass. And then I got the call from her mother, and the school was really annoyed, and I had to say, okay, somebody picks on you, you ask them to stop, and if they don't, then you knock them flat on their ass. And that always served her mom really well. So, folks, <laughs> this has been Pillars of Franchising. We've been talking about the fourth pillar, which is giving back to the community. We want to thank our guests, Jim Hindert and Christian Smelty. Uh, uh, as Christian is in... That's fine. I always screw, You know I'm going to screw it up from now to kingdom come. Um, but that's okay. No, that's not really? I suck at it, okay? You're Blender Woman. No, that's okay. No, from now on, no I'm going to call you Blender Woman. Okay. Blender Blender birds. <laughs> Gee, that's not Cancun, is it? No. Nah, well, we know it ain't... <laughs> We know it ain't Bloomingdale, that's for sure. Um, hey, you know, I'm in all kinds of hot water for taking this work call while I'm down here, you know. <laughs> Isn't that how you're making this tax deductible? I said, I said it's for There you go. It's a write-off, Kristen. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. I like to just, if it benefits Ms. Molly, that's all I have to say. All right. Well, I hopefully it will. Thanks yep. to my co-host Ray and Holly. Another great episode. We'll be back next week. Same franchising time and same franchising station. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Uh, good night. Thank you, Fred. Bye, all. <laughs> <laughs>